0: I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to ReviewBiz.io forward slash try.
1: read more. I read a lot growing up, but I all I do is see the gaps to my reading. And to lighten up, you know, I was a very serious kid and worried about stuff that kids shouldn't worry about. And it all works out fine if you just, you know, work hard and treat people right.
0: Hey, welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Growth Zone podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. Today, we have Jay Croft. He is passionate about helping gyms grow their business by creating content for the over 50 audience, which is a large and underserved segment of the population. He creates original and premium content for gyms to use on social media, email newsletters, and on blogs, and he has a background in journalism. Having worked as a newspaper reporter for over 20 years, he's moved through corporate America and marketing for large companies, and in this episode, it will inspire you and wake up the inner writer. If this is your first time listening to our show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share the episode with someone whom you think will enjoy it. As we dive into the episode, listen to how Jay shares with us why it's important to address the needs and interests of older fitness enthusiasts and who have a lot of economic power and loyalty. He will also give us some inspiring examples of people who are defying age stereotypes and pursuing their fitness goals with passion and determination. He will also offer some practical tips for aspiring writers who want to improve their skills and reach their audience more effectively. Hey everybody, it's Andres Escobar, Jim Owners Growth Zone Podcast, and we have on the show today Jay Croft, and we're so grateful to have him here. Jay comes to us from a conference that we met, and I met him and I said, I need to have him on our show to share with you guys. And so Jay, How did you get here? Like you're not a gym owner, but tell us a little bit about what you do for the fitness industry and gym owners. Sure. Yeah, I come at this a little bit different than most of your guests
1: probably and and maybe a lot of your listeners too, I'm sure. I'm not a gym owner and I'm not a trainer and I I just want to be upfront about that. My expertise is in communications, so I come at this after spending about 30 years working in major mass media and for huge multinational corporations. That sounds pretentious. It's okay. <laughs> multinational. I worked at some Fortune 500 companies in marketing and communications. I worked at newspapers for many years, and I freelance now for some big media brands. So the point is that my background is in mass communications as a journalist and as a marketer and as a corporate communicator. So I bring all those skills and all that experience to this, to my business now, which is called Prime Fit Content. And I create premium marketing materials for gyms and studios and other fitness professionals to use to engage people over 50, to get more of them to become members and to stay members longer. And I do this because this segment of the population is huge and lucrative and underserved by the fitness industry most people in the fitness industry want are are chasing the same 20% of the population or whatever it is of you know young boys who want big muscles or young girls who want to look good in bikinis and and that's that's great you know I have no problem with people doing that but there's 100 million people in our country over age 50 I'm one of them I'm going to be 60 myself here in a few months Oh wow all right yeah And I've always been fit, I've always been athletic, I've always spent a lot of money on taking care of myself. Everyone I know is the same way, all my friends, my siblings, older people I work with. You know, this is uh, just life. And yet, when I turned 50, I noticed that I was no longer being marketed to by the fitness industry. And it's hard to define exactly. Uh, This is how I, I, I say it's a lot like the first time, I don't know, you're so young, maybe this hasn't happened yet. But Ah. at some point you'll be riding in the car with some teenagers.
0: Yeah.
1: The radio will be on and they will be singing along to the popular songs of the day and you will have no idea who the singers are. Yeah. Because you've aged out of the demographic that pop music has kids. And so when you're you know, when I was growing up it was the Rolling Stones and Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Wonder, right? I don't know who these new people are today because I'm not supposed to, right? That industry is marketed toward young kids young people. And it was kind of like that. After I turned 50, it was like, it's hard to define, but when it happens, you know it. And so I did some research into it. Being a journalist, I looked into the market potential. And I just found out that this market is not being served. And there's a huge economic opportunity here for gyms and studios that want to reach and can effectively get older people. Again, by older people, I just mean over 50. I'm not talking about nursing homes. They need physical activity as well, but that's not what I'm
0: talking about. Yeah, And I agree with you. That's definitely, I, I'm also in, in that, I subscribe to that model. I think they're so underserved. And, you know, when I first met you, you said, I'm a copywriter. I'm like, oh my goodness, I love copywriters, right? And you're like, oh, well, that's great. I love, you know, the love, right? So, I love being loved. I love being loved. Sure. Right. And so, so it's so interesting, right? Cause we are in this age of chat GPT, you know, and I just I talked about that earlier with you off, off camera and chat GPT is not going to do everything for you. You still got to put your fingerprint into it. You still got to make sure if you're not as specific and be able to curate the message to come out the way you want it to, then you're still going to have to work on it. You, it's like, so, I, I definitely want to understand a little bit more on how you help gym owners, you know, crafting the right message to the audience that they decide is ideal for them, right? Because, yeah, some of those gyms are going towards that 20% and that's that might be perfect for them. That's yeah, the bread that's and butter. Cool. That's cool.
1: Right. So, yeah, if there are 100 gyms out there and 65 of them, I'm guessing couldn't care less about this market for whatever reason i say okay you don't care you know have a good life good good luck and peace be with you and all that stuff right. right i i don't try to argue with them sure because the facts are so overwhelming that if your mind is closed to the idea of making a lot of money for the next 30 years off this business opportunity that most people most of your competitors are ignoring if you're not willing to listen to the facts and see the financial opportunity because you would rather work with young boys who have big muscles, and then that's fine. I, I think that's kind of silly, but, you know, whatever. Do your thing. That's such so, a good
0: point. that The retention stats don't lie. And yeah, so that that audience is, is, if you treat them right, you serve them right, you're going to keep them for a while. And yes, so the value heard, of that customer it, is huge. Huge.
1: Well, here's a story I wrote about in my business for, for my subscriber. A man I... I've met once or twice. I don't really know him. His name is Bruce. He's a doctor. He lived and practiced in New York City for many years. And uh, toward the end of his working years, he had back surgery and anticipating that it could be a problem. He went looking for a gym to get in shape before the surgery so that it would, you know, prehabilitation, so to speak, would help him recover better. And he walked around Manhattan and went into a bunch of gyms and all the 25-year-old clerks ignored him because he's clearly 70 years old. And this is a doctor, he has money, he has expertise. He now has motivation to seek your services. They wouldn't look at him because he was not young and pretty. He retired, he moved to the country, small town in Massachusetts somewhere. Found a little small town gym where they greeted him with a smile and a handshake and warmth and respect. And he's been going there three times a week paying a private trainer their rates for 10 years. So you do the math. Right, the examples like this are very
0: common. You know, you know, it's so interesting. You talk about the back surgery. I remember going to a gym and literally one of the first people. I was one of the first people in the gym. I was actually helping open the gym, and at that time, and this guy, he was hunched back. Okay, and he's doing exercises, and I'm like, oh, I, forget, I forget his name. Oh my goodness, let's call him Jim <laughs> for just practicality. So let's call him Jim. And so he, I said, hey, how, how are you able to do this with your back like this? I was like the doctor said, I don't need surgery. I don't want to mess it up. I can move. I, I'm very agile. I just have this back and he's older, right? Older and, and he's hunched back and you're like, oh, this guy's decrepit. And he's not like, he literally probably beat you in arm wrestle.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that's the thing, you know, when you're talking about a hundred million people and that's just in our country. And the numbers are similar in Canada, UK, Australia, everywhere, you know, basically in the Western world. I don't know about the rest of the world, but 100 million Americans over age 50, that is not exactly a niche, right? So you have some people like me who've always been active and know their way around the gym, and I don't need you to show me how to exercise or how to use the equipment safely or whatever. And you've got people older than me who are still elite athletes running triathlons, competing and just this week. 11,000 people are gathered in Pittsburgh for the national senior games, which is incredible. It's like the Olympics for older people.
0: I wasn't but aware of that. Thing. I mean, that's something that you can bring to value. Like you could write about it and I'm sure you're writing about it. And so oh, yeah. you want to present that and give that to your customers. I love it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And then the, I'll tell you what, but I do present my customers, but just to wrap up that who these people are generally that active cohort of this, Segment is the smaller portion, the larger portion is people who worked and raised children and sat in front of the TV and ate too much and didn't do anything physical for 40 years because they were working and raising their kids and paying off the mortgage, right? And now they're retiring or they're getting to be retired or the kids are grown and they realize that they've got a lot of life left to live, but they're a little overweight. Maybe they're pre-diabetic. Maybe they're afraid of falling because they're so weak and frail. Maybe they have any number of health issues. They've had a knee replacement. Or could be anything. Maybe everything's fine. Nothing started to fall apart yet. They just know that they're not in shape to go on the hiking trips that they want to go to or to tour Europe like they always dreamed of touring or to pick up the grandbaby off the floor. That's the number one motivation that I find is that they want to be able to play with their grandbabies. And if you can't get up off the floor, you know, you're going to get, I hope that that's good motivation for you to call a gym owner or a trainer and say, help. I've got more years of life. At least I want to be able to play with my grandkids. Right?
0: Yeah. That reminds me of that video. I think at a conference where I met you, I forget who was showing it. And this older man was just picking up a kettlebell every day, every day, just picking up a kettlebell. And he was outside and everyone was looking at him like, what is this guy doing? He's just doing the same thing. And, and he would get stronger and stronger. And you could tell he was getting stronger. And next thing you know, at the end of the video, you see him pick up his grandchild and bring yes. him over to the actual tree, Christmas tree. And I'm like, what a moment that, you know, it, it broke my heart. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we want to judge people Why are they doing this special movement, but they're doing it for purpose. They're driven by purpose. I mean, that's the key of life. A life-driven purpose is, is the goal. And sometimes these younger ones... <laughs> they don't really have purpose. They have maybe uh, undefined purpose or maybe a misdirected purpose and they have some purpose. It's just not a longevity, right? That word longevity, I'm sure you use it a lot in your, in your writing.
1: It's also just not very interesting. And if, if I may, I mean, again, nothing wrong with young people having fit
0: bodies. Right. That's great. That's a good start.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. But the motive, their motivations are not that interesting to me as a writer or a reader or consumer of information. And they're probably not that challenging. Most trainers I know and most gym owners I know can help a 25-year-old woman lose 15 pounds after she's had a baby or before her five-year sorority reunion or you know whatever, These, or help a guy get bigger biceps. That's just table stakes in the fitness industry. Anybody can do that, right? But To help a 65-year-old woman get in shape for the vacation of her dreams, or a 70-year-old man learn to go skiing with his grandchildren, or it doesn't even have to be that dramatic. If you're 60 years old and suddenly you can't hit the golf ball as far as you used to hit it, you're going to pay a trainer whatever it takes to get your 10 yards back. And that's what we're talking about. You know, there's a lot of heartstrings being pulled in these stories. It's very emotional. It's very powerful. It's very compelling to me as a writer. And all of that is very relevant, but I don't want to overshadow the underlying motivation. Can be and perhaps should be that it's a business opportunity. These folks have the time and the money and the motivation to spend on fitness services. They stick with you longer, they spend more money on personal training and supplements and all sorts of upsells that you can make. And they're going to stick around a lot longer than some kid who's going to quit when his girlfriend gets a new job across town or when he gets transferred with his job or whatever, right? So that's the main thing is that if you can speak to them, if you can communicate to them and provide them a good customer experience, you've got customers for a long time who are going to spend the money as a premium service. They're willing to spend money. They're not just looking for a $20 a month ticket to walk through your door and throw a weight around. They will pay for the premium services that you can offer. You have to know how to speak to them and how to... Communicate with them, and that's what where I come in. I guess I create original marketing content for gyms and studios and trainers who want to reach this cohort, and it's original. I create it myself based on my years of experience as a journalist and a reporter and a content creator for Fortune five hundred companies, and I send this to my subscribers every week, and they use it primarily in their email newsletters. It's done for you email newsletter material. It's uh, done for you Facebook posting and a blog post every week to keep your SEO up. I love it. Yeah, website. SEO is
0: important, man. SEO is huge. Organic leads are better than paid leads all day long. We believe that here. So people are listening to you and they're saying, okay, Jay, I want to give it a try. I want to give it a try to reach out to this audience. But you know what, Jay? I want to try it myself. What do you th- are the, you know, we talk about life being a roller coaster, ups and downs, left and rights. And so- You get in front of the computer and like, okay, what do I do, right? What has been something that helped you keep you on track and help you get those creative juices? What do you do? What is your mindset? How do you get yourself to the goal of, hey, I wrote a piece? What is something that you do in your practices to get you there? You know, that way audience can say, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And I always, I always encourage people, hey, try to do it yourself. If, If you can't do it yourself, call me back. Let me know how I can help
1: oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you mean give it a shot to do it themselves.
0: Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Help hey, us, inspire it, us to, to, how do we get into that mode?
1: Okay. Well, sure. If you want to try to write stuff on your own, knock yourself out. Yes. I have met a gym owners who can and who do it consistently and enjoy it and they're good at it. So again, all happiness, go forth and conquer, right? That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Give it a shot. Go mess up a little bit. Go, you know, try your things and, and or, or be successful. And then and they thing, no, wow, great. I want to know. You were able to do it. I love it.
1: And then if you decide that you can't do it or you don't have time to do it or your stuff isn't as effective or good or compelling as something that I can do for you, then yeah, check me out and try me out for a month for a buck.
0: Go! is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team and in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps get your first five reviews for only one dollar all you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started tell us a little bit of how we can get ourselves into that creative mode what do you do to keep yourself on okay. track, what are your rails that help you get to the goal of a completed project?
1: Okay, well, I think of this like my beat. Again, I was a newspaper reporter for many years, and in most of those years, I had a beat. Sometimes my beat was the state government. Sometimes it was the police department. Most of my years as a reporter, my beat was the courthouse. And so, a beat reporter makes his rounds, goes around, and talks to the bailiffs and the county clerks and the judges and the prosecutors and the defense attorneys and the victim's advocates, and everyone involved in that courthouse, you're constantly talking to them. You read every lawsuit that is filed. You read every indictment that a grand jury hands up. You do all this legwork so that you know as much as you can about what's going on on your beat. And then you step back from it and say, okay, what's relevant to the readers? And so I'm always thinking about what's relevant to the readers being the audience of my customers. So my customers are the gym owners, and I write everything for their prospects and their clients. And what I try to do is focus on the lifestyle value of being in shape later in life. I don't write about programming. I don't advise people do this much cardio and do a Bulgarian split squat on Tuesday and a pull on Thursday. I don't get into that, right? I report and describe and share information on how wonderful your life is when you're healthy, when you're strong enough and agile enough and have the endurance to be functional in your life. So I write about people living their best lives because they're fit. And then underneath all of that is the solid information that underscores that key part of that is being fit, is having muscle, is having endurance, is having agility, watching what you eat, getting some sleep, managing your stress, all these things that might seem common knowledge to people in fitness, but for anyone much older than I am, a lot of them don't know it. So I try to keep a few key messages in mind, a few key motivations that people respond to, like their grandchildren, like being able to travel, yeah, like being able to hit the golf ball like they want to, all these things that are pretty common, pretty universal.
0: Yeah, story sell not, story sell all day long. Not,
1: yeah. You're not selling time in the gym. You know, that's the saying of the, um, orthodontist who says to the parents, I'm not selling you your daughter's braces. I'm selling you your daughter's smile that she's going to have for the rest yeah. of her life.
0: Wow. That just hit so me I, hard. That's good. I write about the smile. That's why I got, I, that's why I did it. That's hundred percent. Her confidence yeah. is so much valuable. Why am I going to wait till later? Now is the time, not later. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. not promise oh. everybody. You know,
1: tomorrow is not promised, I can tell you that. And so anyway, I do all this. It's kind of treating fitness over 50 as my beat. And I'm always talking to my subscribers. I have a Facebook group. I'm always really just soaking up all the information I can, and then distilling it into this lifestyle fitness news service, you know, that fits into a few key themes that I've
0: selected to keep hitting people over and over again and I love it. I love it. That's, um, I, I thank you for yeah. packing that up for us. And, and I definitely know that when you, cause I I know I've attempted to, to write and be very consistent with it. I've come across some challenges. I'm like, oh, I don't want oh, to, I don't, don't feel, feel like it. Either. What has been some of the challenges that you've encountered? So we don't feel like we're weird. Like, oh my gosh, this is not for me. You know, sometimes some people get, if it's too difficult. I don't know. Gym owners are a little different cause they love a challenge. But anybody listening is like, maybe this is not my thing, but it's okay in if it's moment, not your it's, thing right now. It's okay if it's hard right now. So tell us some, I, uh, some obstacles, some challenges that you had yeah. in writing, please.
1: I've been doing this for so long that much of it is just second nature. It's kind of hard to explain to people who haven't been doing it for this long. But you know, my challenge is to always stop and think, who am I writing this for? And what is it that we want them to do or feel when they read something. So it's not, I don't write things because I want to express myself. I don't write things because I want attention and I don't write things to work out my own BS in my head. I mean, I might do that in my journal, you know, or I might do that. I sometimes write music. So I might put that in some of my music. But in, when I'm writing for my Prime fit content gym owners, I have to say, okay, who's this for? What do we want them to do? What's going to be effective in reaching them? And I do that with all of my uh, my other freelance clients as well, where they have different missions, different needs, different points of view that that it's my job to communicate for them. So I don't know that it's so much a challenge. No, that's great,
0: dude. I love it because that just hit it. That's really the challenge is getting the perspective right. And so if you get yourself, if you put yourself in the middle, like I'm trying to get attention, you know, check yourself right before you write. I think that's super important. Check yourself before you attend. The intent of the material you're about to present is so important. And if you don't have it right, it's going to come out and clear. People are going to hear that you're you're not thinking about them. them. You're thinking about yourself and you You need to be heard.
1: I'll tell you what I would not, what I've learned. What's important is, this is very important too, is to not try to do what you know you can't do. You can't BS your audience. For instance, if I... Before I started private content, I was doing general freelancing kind of for whatever client came up and quickly didn't realize it wasn't for me, largely because I would get contacted by prospective clients who were looking for people who had expertise in international finance tax litigation, and they wanted writers to write stuff for attorneys who could parse details in intricate contracts. I just made that up, but it's pretty close to
0: of the good action. The word happened. parse is a word that we use uh, in, in software, yeah. so we, I get when, it. I get it.
1: <laughs> when you get into that level of detail and expertise on something that that is regulated by the government, and where you know there are things that they legally can and cannot say, and that everything has to be approved by experts and attorneys and whatnot, then I'm not the guy for that, right? So you have to find someone who can write who has that expertise, and similarly. For this, again, I don't think that you have to do it. I mean, I'm in business because you do, so that you don't have to do it. You just basically hire
0: someone like me to do it, and then you free up all that time. So, and yeah, I, I get is, it. Yeah, you, you definitely had the value there. I, I just, you know, the purpose. I want to make sure that we we show people like the obstacles, the challenges, the gaps that the they idea. might they might be coming across. So
1: here's the obstacle that I hear more than anything from people who want to write. Yeah. And it's in anything. It's in business. It's in poetry. It's in doing a screenplay. It's in anything that they want to do as a writer is that there would, we all had that teacher in high school who made us feel stupid because we used a semicolon instead of a colon or because we misspelled a word or because we didn't quite understand where the comma was supposed to go. And so a lot of people get it mixed up in their heads that they can't write because of that. And so then they're paralyzed. They write a sentence, they scratch it out. They write a paragraph, they delete it all. They crumble up the paper, whatever it is. They stop what they're doing because they're afraid they're going to make a mistake. And some mean old high school teacher is going to come back from the grave and whack them on the <laughs> knuckle. Seriously, I hear that so much that I tell people in advance of coaching them, tell that mean old woman to go away and be quiet. She, can't, right. she has no power over you anymore. Yeah. And to just write something, you know, get it out on the paper. Get it out on the screen, on your computer screen, whatever it is, and then go back and rework it. Writing is editing. Writing is not the idea that I'm going to sit down on my keyboard or take a pen to paper and whatever I come up with is good. Yeah, That's just the starting. Yeah. Then you go back and you edit it and you redo it and you try again. But so many people are inhibited, I'm convinced by negative teachers in high school or even before, that they, that they are afraid to even... Get something out there on paper.
0: Well, you know, it's you just reminded me of something because you know I'm I'm a student of marketing and writing from scratch, right? And people get writer's block, right? It's like okay, I have the idea, but I don't know how to structure it. And I I know that you need to start with a, a like a blueprint, a framework. Sometimes a sample, like okay, I love that email I just got, but yes. let me now take that email and make it word it for myself and my business, yes. and then reword it. Right? It's so it's modeling modeling really is where it comes to. It's like, as long as you have the idea and bring it into your own fingerprint we talked about. So I think that, that that's, that's a great point is learning to
1: notice the formats that things come in Yeah, and then realize that everything's in a format. You're not creating something fresh and original that the world hasn't seen before. That's not your point. Your point is to express yeah. a piece of business communication and to do that As quickly and effectively as possible, you need to rely on the formulas that are there. That doesn't mean you're a hack. That doesn't mean you're cheating. That doesn't mean you're not doing the work. It means you're smart enough to know that this is about getting the job done and spotting those formulas. A few formulas, or not even formulas, just formats, are things like a listicle. Listicles are very common in marketing materials. We all do them because they're effective. Seven reasons why people over 50 need to be lifting weights and then you have a little introduction that says you know most people over 50 are afraid to lift weights because they don't want to get hurt but there are actually about a million reasons why you need to be lifting weights later in life here are 7 of them yeah and then you just list with boom 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 that gets read yeah. that gets remembered and it's really easy to write because you don't have to pretend that you're Hemingway or something yeah. free you content to to you. idea
0: guys come on listen up perk up the ears that's free, free content, content right idea. there i love it thank um, you jay
1: another idea is an opening vignette or a scenario. For instance, if I write about how exercise helps people with cancer, I'm not just going to say cancer is a horrible disease that strikes 150 million people around the world every year. It attacks the body by blah, blah, blah. No, this is not Wikipedia. This is not your high school term paper assignment. It's an article to get people involved emotionally. So you tell a story. Bill Johnson had no idea why his back kept hurting him. He just thought he was getting older then he finally went to a doctor and the doctor delivered the news bill had cancer boom yeah then you get into bill's story cool. a little bit about you know bill had always played golf and been active but he'd never been a gym goer then his doctor told him that part of his recovery should be working out with a trainer so now he goes to joe's gym three times a week and feels better and his doctor's happy with his progress and then you say he's not alone of all the millions of people who get cancer every year Growing research suggests that resistance training, weightlifting, yoga, whatever, yeah, can improve their symptoms and, and improve their treatments, and you give all the research behind that. And then at the end, you come back to it. You circle back to the opening example, and you tell me how he's doing now, or you give me some happy example, a happy quote from him about, life's looking great. I'm so glad I started lifting weights. Man,
0: this is so great because it so really leads us warm. into, into our next question. And it's, it talks about growth and things that we need to remove to go faster and, or things that we need to put in to make our, our business, our life grow. For you, what has been something that's helped you grow your business or as well, you know, grow your experience as a writer? Or what would be something that you would take out? You could pick or choose or both. You know, it's your question. And you answer how you like.
1: Uh, Something that helped me grow as a writer is doing it constantly for my whole life. True. But if you just want to start now, then I'd say that you have to do it. A lot of people tell me they want to write and then they don't do it. Well, writing is not that complicated. I'm sorry, it's something you just do or you don't do. And so it's a lot like working out. How many people do you meet socially? And they say, oh, I really want to get in shape. Oh, I really want to exercise. And you say, well, what the hell's stopping you? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. really going to do
0: it. Yeah. No, you're not. Hey, guys, yeah, so, stop talking about it. Let's be this, about it. Let's go and do the things that we say we're going to do, right? If, if not, yeah. stop talking about it. And if stop it's writing, it. let Jay do it. Let Jay take it. By, by the way, Jay, how can the people get more information from you, get in contact with you? What's a way for them to reach out to you?
1: Sure. I guess the best way is to go to my website, which is primefitcontent.com. That's prime, like the prime of your life, fitcontent.com. And I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn and
0: Instagram. Awesome. Cool. Check them out. Love for you guys to uh, to find uh, more information on how to improve your writing or maybe even use Jay as well. So we're going to get into our fast five, Jay. So oh, the fast okay. five, we're ready there. We're ready to go. So. Number one question is, who's what? been an influential person or people in your business journey? I would have to say the
1: Functional Aging Institute, which is the conference where you and I met a month yeah. or two ago. I got started in this because, well, I, I was trying to find a way to get into the fitness industry as a writer, as a freelance writer. Didn't know exactly what that was going to look like. I knew it would be with people over 50. Yeah. I found the Functional Aging Institute. I went to their conference, which was in Orlando that year. Okay. Met Dan Pucci and Cody Sype and a bunch of people there who told me, Oh my gosh, you're a writer? Write content for me. I need your content. Please write content
0: for me. So they influence your business. All right, perfect. Next question What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? That it would take longer than it has. I think patience. I was hoping it would be easier. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. patience for sure. I, I hear that. I hear that. What's a book, a blog, a podcast, or media you've recently consumed that you will impact others and it has impacted you
1: uh let's see there is there's a sort of the guru of content marketing is a fellow named joe pulizzi he has an email newsletter called the tilt and he has a podcast called content inc okay and it's uh really helpful to people like me who are writers and are trying to turn their not trying, but actually doing it, making their writing into content creator businesses.
0: I love it. Oh, got to check it out. Awesome. All right. Next question is, what is your favorite online tool? Grammarly. Grammarly. Wow. Interesting. Cause I've actually heard from marketers that Grammarly kind of messes up their marketing, but again, content in right structure and everything makes a lot of sense. When you do marketing, sometimes the grammar is not the best. It's like, oh, it kind of like, it's on purpose to grab that, that attention, but, uh, but I love I, don't
1: it. Okay. Yeah, I don't change something just because Grammarly says change, it. right? Of course not. And what I do is a little bit different than, than strict copywriting. My stuff is more like what you would read in a newspaper or in a magazine. A Grammarly, everyone needs to proofread anything they send out, whether it's an email or a note to your staff or anything, because we all make typos, we all make grammatical errors. And it's a turnoff. It's unprofessional to read something that's a mess. And grammarly is just a really easy way
0: to clean it up. Yeah, we use it. We pay for it here. So I love it. Thanks. All right. So last question is, what's one habit or practice you do right now that you believe everybody would benefit from?
1: I read a a lot. And uh, every day I read the news and I read stuff that is not direct i read stuff that is directly related to fitness the fitness industry and aging and fitness over 50 but i also read just about all kinds of stuff and i read show business stuff i read sports stuff i read business stuff i'm not an expert at any of it i'm not trying to be but i think it's important that i have a wide range of references that i know a little bit about a lot of things so i can speak to people and i might recommend that to gym owners because you're dealing with all kinds of people and being able to talk to them is crucial and nobody really wants to talk about Bulgarian split squats. All yeah. you got to be more believe in that. That's it.
0: That's it. Right. Cool. Cool, man. Well, this is the, I would say the crown question. I like it. I think people like it as well. So the last okay. question is, is simple. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I have a time machine and in this time machine, I'm going to take you back to 14 year old, Jay, little Jay. Oh, and, scary. And and you're going to talk to little Jay and he's going to listen to you. What is a piece of advice that you would give little Jay?
1: <laughs> wow, that is a really good one. Well, I would say uh, I would advise Jay to read more. I read a lot growing up, but I all I do is see the gaps in my reading. And to lighten up, you know, I was a very serious kid and worried about stuff that kids shouldn't worry about and it all works out fine if you just you know work hard and treat
0: people right i love it i love it jay you've been a great guest i really appreciate you being on the show and we know how to get a hold of you we'll put it in the show notes and thank yes. you so much from the bottom of our hearts thank you so much jay
1: thank you Jay. it's been a pleasure thanks for having me on
0: That was a really cool episode. I really enjoyed what Jay said about writing for your audience is a good thought process that will help you really connect and touch with them even more. What was your favorite takeaway from the episode? Connect and share a message with me on Instagram with at Midesco. And I would love to hear your thoughts. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe to the show on the platform you're currently listening on and remember to leave us a rating and review which can improve the show with your feedback. It would also mean the world to us. Also, check us out on YouTube. It's a great place to get this amazing content and more. As always, thank you so much for your encouragement and I truly appreciate you listening to the podcast and helping us improve with your comments. And I'll be seeing you guys next time in the Growth Zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to ReviewBiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.